I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a sudden flash, it all comes clear. It's a eureka moment, an epiphany. Hi, I'm Marcus Smith, host of the Constant Wonder podcast. The world offers marvel, meaning, and mystery around every single corner. In nature, art, science, culture, history... We talk everything from bees and beetles to obelisks and asteroids. Experience the thrill of transformative encounter. We'll bring more wonder to your day. Listen to Constant Wonder wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of History Hat. So listen, guys, I went to bed the other night. I woke up, and Twitter had literally just exploded with Alex and Beth, right? And... You guys need to tell me a little bit more. What is the Great Wall Group? Uh, well, I'll take this one, Alex, if you'd like me to. Basically, the Great Wall Group has been set up by myself and Alex. We felt that there was a, a gap, so to speak, in First World War research and commemoration that we felt we could fit the bill for. We thought there's something here that we could really, we could really exploit. We have decided that we want to create this organisation, which we have called the Great War Group. This organisation, we will would like to further research, maybe of different aspects of the First World War that are not as well publicised, maybe. So places like the Eastern Front, different sectors of, of study of the First World War, but also commemoration as well. You know, we've had just had the centenary over the last few years, and it's really, really important that we continue to spread the message of the First World War and not let it fade. We need to make sure that we are with the guardians of that commemoration, basically. So those are our two main aims, really, I suppose, in setting up the Great War Group. Right, that's perfect. So you guys put out uh, a list of goals, and Beth, you really touched on the first one, which is a wide approach considering all World War I fronts. Yeah, so um, I think the important thing is, let, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. The Western Front Association exists. We do not now exist to be their enemy, or this, this isn't West Side Story. Uh, I very early on contacted uh, Colin Wagstaff over at the Western Front Association and had a grown-up chat with him about it over email um, to say that we're just doing something different. We're not going to go down the route of the uh, local meetings with the speakers uh, we're, we're not out to steal their members and that we just think that there is a market and I think that we've been vindicated by the immediate generous response and outpouring of support that there is a market for something different um, and their attitude and our attitude is very much that we can complement each other we both want the same thing we both want to preserve the memory of world war one and continue to educate ourselves and other people about world war one we just have different ways of doing that um, to that end one of the ways that we're doing it is to not focus on the western front 
I mean, so I'm, I'm putting together, I'm, I'm very much taking on a creative role with the magazine while Beth does more general management stuff. Um, so with the magazine, one thing that we're already doing is ensuring that there is a widespread, I mean, we put a cover out today and, and it doesn't have a soldier on it. And it, uh, a couple of people are like, whoa, hang on, uh, bear with us because that is the first issue in a magazine that we hope will go on for a very long time. Uh, the first magazine does focus on remembrance. So when we say there's going to be a theme every month, every quarter, um, we anticipate that about a third of the magazine will be dedicated to that theme. Then you will have... Um, additional regular content and additional articles as well so there are three main features in the first issue of the magazine um, one of them is based on our theme which is remembrance and that is why George V is on the cover it's because that feature is going to be about the funeral of the unknown soldier and the unveiling of the cenotaph of which he played a huge role and I like that photo because not only does it show like if, if you want to phrase it this way the highest in the land um, paying their respects at the new permanent cenotaph. There's two kings in that photo. Look, look after his shoulder. So for me, it represents the continuity as well, because George VI, the future George VI, is standing there looking at him, commemorating at the cenotaph. Uh, so I, I like the image. I'm going to stick with it. If something else comes up, I may change it. Um, the next issue, and we're doing a mock cover, so you can see some variation, is going to be, the theme is going to be the spring offensives. But we are spreading ourselves around so the as i said the first issue will have three um features main features one is george v and the unveiling of the cenotaph and that the second feature is going to be the evacuation of gallipoli and the third feature is going to be on the italian front so already if you just bear with us till you see inside the magazine we are fulfilling our remit of making sure that we teach you all about other fronts as well we also have content of a technical nature um i don't want to share everything that's going to be in the magazine and like blow it wide open uh, and some stuff i want to keep under my hat but there'll be technical features there'll be a for people to commemorate their loved ones uh, and while we're here if I can reiterate the stuff we're asking for um, so I think I'm kind of set on the remembrance articles now I've got lots of offers and lots of nice variation and they're coming from all over the world which is great um, but we are looking if you have a book coming out do let us know because we will be doing book reviews if you want um, us to review one thing we will do each month uh, each quarter I keep saying month I'm not that mad uh, is review books on our theme so remembrance books if uh, you want to see anything in that vein reviewed uh, we also have in memoriam it's going to be a chance for you to write about someone who was killed in the war be it a family member someone you've researched someone you just came across on your travels on the western front uh, for the purposes of this what I want to do each quarter is make sure that they fall within so this is the winter issue so they should be winter casualties so if the casualty could have occurred in November December or January if someone has someone they want to write about that passed away in one of those months on any front in any sphere died of wounds whatever um, then please do get in touch we're going to have a focus on some museums we're going to be myth busting uh, and brilliantly our content is already coming um, from all over the world so we are already working with an Italian historical association and a Russian historical association Alina is going to do some Eastern Front Polish content for us so our remit is there for the men that fought the war do not worry when you look at that first cover um, Beth and I are on it we will not be slipping away from the focus of the actual fighting but we will be covering more than just that and we will not be isolating ourselves the title has raised some consternation we just liked it we like the play on words 
um, we love my gas at Muffin who came up with it and, and it just spoke to us and we really like it and we know it says Western Front but do not fear when you open that magazine you will not be finding that it is completely skewed to the Western Front it's just a title Do you know what I love this idea that you're uh, expanding on all different types of fronts mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I know you've brought me to the dark side you have I brought know. me to the dark side we I have think. <laughs> 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 I think uh, this is a, a what you call it gosh I'm thinking in Polish now um, an achievement for you to bring me to the dark side so you've touched on a quarterly journal of substance and quality the next point on your list is a communicative and diverse online presence talk to us about that with this one i think the really important thing for us here is diverse um we want to embrace not just all topics of the western front be it whichever front or study uh, area of study that you have um we want it to be diverse for everyone who then would contribute to the magazine and our presence as well so for example if you maybe we would obviously obviously we'll accept people who have more of an academic background there's plenty of us but we'd like people maybe to give us things and tell us things that about their own personal research maybe they've done so maybe someone who's only ever been in history personally maybe not gone to university and don't think that because they haven't gone to university that they can't contribute and we want them to think that they can absolutely that really does not matter of your background you could be anyone we want to welcome you. And that I mean, it, so amazing. Andrew Holmes is going to do a regular, I'm not going to tell everyone it is, but Andrew Holmes is going to do a regular feature for us. Um, he has sort of, he's kind of done books with me. Um, we have some co-authored stuff uh, and co-research stuff. Um, but also I kind of, I, in my head, I look at his wife as an example of the kind of person that we want to see contributing as well. So Diane has done much, much, much work on Collier's Wood and her local area. And it would be great to put some of that into print beyond mm-hmm. the scope of Collier's Wood, um, which we'll come on to more with mentoring as well in terms of local areas. But people have their favourites. People have their favourite cemeteries, their favourite their favorite, uh VC winners, their favourite soldiers, their favourite stories. Um, and we really want to give them a forum. If they're only ever going to write one 500-word magazine article in their life on World War One, then we're, we're happy to put it out there. Absolutely. We, we just want to welcome everyone and we want to be open and transparent as well, which obviously with the online presence, that's really what we want to do. Anyone who will see since Sunday, we've both been tweeting like mad about this. Um, from the Great War account and also our own personal accounts too. And we want to be open, transparent. We want to communicate with people. We want everyone to see exactly what we're doing because, yes, we've, we're the ones who've taken the plunge and started this, but we want it to be for everyone. Yeah, not, we want it to not, belong to own, everybody, don't we? Yeah, it's not our own little like, personal project, like this is mine and no one else can have it. We want to share it with people. We want it to be... A community we want it to be a collaborative collaborative experience definitely i think the the key thing is that we just want everybody to be excited about it and to be excited about what they could contribute um and how they can get involved in whatever way they find themselves passionate about um that's why we've done it isn't it and it's definitely we are not creating our own little dictatorship empire um in which we 
preach to people about World War One. What we're doing is creating a platform for everybody who's already interested to try and get more people interested um, and talk about a subject that we're all passionate. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're even allowing a World War II historian to contribute. I know. That's just amazing. I love it. I Listen, know. guys, I'm actually really excited about this next point because you, we all, we all love a conference. So you're, <laughs> we all love a biz up, is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Where a load of historians can get together, have a discussion, and maybe a drink, two or six. But anyway, so you you've put down on here an annual moving UK conference. What do you mean by moving UK conference? I think moving is the key issue because it's accessibility. I think Beth and I have spoken and we envisaged this first one to perhaps be a Friday evening meeting, a drink up on the Friday night um, and maybe some talks on a Saturday and then we disperse. Uh, we could start small. I mean, I'd, I'd like it to be a weekend thing eventually. I don't know about Beth. That's not something we talked about it, but I think it'd be good if it was like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at we're looking at dates that don't um conflict with already existing things like the great war forum conference and the agm for the wfa um but the key thing to us was moving we're going to hold it in a different place in the uk every year we want to shift about we want to make it accessible some people can travel further than others Uh, we haven't yet decided on where to have the first one we haven't even had the discussion um but i think in our heads we're thinking potentially march corona dependent um and we will pick a venue but be rest assured i think i guess in my head maybe we start somewhere in the middle of the country this time before we start diverging up and down um but then it will it will be at least a couple of hundred miles somewhere different the following year yeah i think the, the just to add on on that point there alex i mean where where i'm from i live i live in the midlands and personally i don't drive i have to get public transport to where i'm where i'm traveling and i have found that certain things that i may have been interested in can't necessarily go to because they're always in london and they finish late and then how do i get back i need to get back and even though i live near a fairly big city well i live near birmingham and travel is not really that much of an issue. I personally don't want to be ending up back in Birmingham after midnight on my own. Mm. And I think it's really important that we try and include as, as many people as, as possible because, you know, the way of the world, things are, a lot of things are London centric, which is, you know, mm. completely understandable. The facilities are there, transport connections, what have you. But we would like to make sure that we can 
broaden it out elsewhere because as we you know the, the theme of this is you know diverse and openness and we want to be open for, for everyone and I think we're really conscious as well aren't we of a total lack of things like history festivals and stuff like this um on a large scale in the north and in Scotland um, yeah, definitely. I'm thinking of poor Scott Galloway who has to literally come down to London every time or at least down to Birmingham every time he wants to hook up with people uh, he's my inspiration for this so we definitely want to make it so that if one year it's not close enough for you and you can't make it you know that there's a chance within the next couple of years it's coming down your way so yeah i want to go i want to actually know is this is there going to be a theme for the conference uh no idea yet that's something we haven't spoken about um beth maybe now is a good time to tell people about the meeting oh yes good idea meeting so we've had lots of people who've had asked us lots of questions and of course there will be you know this is a brand new organization and people really want to get involved which we are so so pleased with and there's lots of questions that we're still formulating ourselves really that we're not sure of the answer of to that end what we've done with the help of Dudley Giles who very gratefully offered his his time and his uh, technical know-how we are offering on Monday evening a Q&A session as it were we're going to present ourselves very briefly um, and then people can ask questions about the organization things that that have come up over the last few days that they may have thought of and we just want to really invite as many people to that as possibly can now you can register anyone can register for the event but only the first 150 people who turn up on monday will get in because of the limit of the the for the capacity so if you want to be on that you need to be very very uh, quick i believe we said seven o'clock on monday evening so seven o'clock monday evening make sure you pre-register and you can join us if you have a question that you've already got now you could email us and we can answer it for you in the session or you can always ask a question if something comes up while we're talking yeah because i mean one thing we were really so we could have sat around for two months and come up with the answers to all of these questions and then told you how it was going to be we didn't want to do that so Although we, you may hear, we don't know yet, no idea, haven't talked about it yet, quite a lot from us. It's not because we're disorganised. It's because we decided to bring the idea to you at the very beginning before we made these decisions so that you can make them with us. Because I mean, 200 people's imaginations are better than two. And hopefully it means we can make a better organisation. But the flip side of that is we don't have all the answers right now. Guys, I just want to confirm that's 7 o'clock British summertime. Yes? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to your last point, which is a mentoring programme by which volunteers can foster a local interest in World War One in their communities. Yeah, I mean, this is something we have hardly touched on yet. In my head, and Beth and I even have, haven't even had this discussion yet, in my head, I see like local ambassadors for different areas. I mean, and I expand this. We already have people contacting us from France, from Italy, from Australia, um, from Austria, about wanting to do this too uh, we never said we were going to be just british but i don't think we would have said let's conquer the world straight away but people are coming forward and i i think they should like we said we want to welcome everybody i see a team of local ambassadors um 
um, potentially a WhatsApp group that they're all in where they can exchange ideas and build up a sort of format for how they're going to do things and share uh, share ideas about how they're going to go forward talking to the community. I see everything from talking to school kids to taking school kids to a, a local cemetery and showing them war graves to taking, I don't know, people from a residential home. Uh, I, there's one near us, which is with people with... Um, learning disabilities perhaps taking them for a cemetery cleanup uh just to to everything anything you can think of but this is something we've not really even touched on yet because i've gone full in for the magazine which has left beth doing much of the general stuff which means that this is very much still everything is on the table with how this is going to work guys this actually sounds really exciting so make sure you log on on monday seven o'clock british summertime for the Americans and for the Central Europeans, just to make sure. Get on, ask the questions, get involved, because I know I'm going to be getting involved. Yeah, yeah I think if you have anything you want to... Oh, so there is a crowdfunder. It's crowdfunder.co.uk slash the Great War Group. Um, you can donate there. We, we weren't going to ask for money this early, um, but people offered and we thought, well, in that case, we want it to be transparent and we want it to be via an official platform and a, and a regulated platform, which is why we did the crowdfunder. And um, really, this is we're looking at making sure that we can print the first magazine on time. We're looking at things like website design and stuff. Obviously, some services you need to pay for. Not everyone can do things for free. Uh, people have been amazingly generous, but we will have to pay for some things. Um, so this is just whatever we can get together to keep us going until we're ready to take subscriptions. We One thing we don't want to do is ask people su for subscriptions money before we can tell them exactly what they're subscribing to beyond getting a magazine four times a year. Um, if you have any, if you want to talk to in anything in general terms, uh, you can get hold of the, this goes to Beth, uh, Great War Group info at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to me about the magazine or contribute anything for the magazine or submit ideas, it's gwgjournal at gmail.com. That was amazing, guys. You have the emails, you have the information. If you want more information, like I said, seven o'clock, British summertime. Monday, get involved, get on it, send in your articles, send in your ideas. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> 